was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her I wish I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is our special 2022-2023 NBA special, episode 145. Be pimp. What's up with you? Number 45, of course, is Michael Jordan. He gets two numbers. <laughs> oh, he gets 45? All right, fair he doesn't get He doesn't get 10 like Sean Kemp, but he gets two. Yeah. I, uh, no, I got to say, I'm really excited for this podcast. I'm excited for the NBA season. We are, okay, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm going to do it anyway. Just so folks at home know, and I don't usually say this, but I'm going to say it now because it might actually matter. But we're recording this probably about two weeks before we're releasing it. And hopefully nothing big changes in the NBA in that amount of time. The one thing that could change is that I've heard just the slightest whisperings of a rumor Maybe it's not anything. Maybe it's not anything. But there are both preseason games being played in Seattle this year and preseason games being played in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Some folks think that it's possible that they could announce those two cities as the expansion NBA teams during the preseason of this year. So if that happened by the time before this episode gets released, obviously, I don't know as, uh, as I was recording this. But uh, wouldn't that be amazing? I feel like uh, I'm going to go back and like post out of this thing. I mean, that would just be so, it would make me so happy. I just want now there is no chance in the world that there would be a Seattle team that would not be the Supersonics, right? If they get the franchise back, it's going to be Supersonics pick up the history. Like, I think so. That was actually set in the contract that they were leaving, but I think there was a uh, an amount of time associated with it. So I don't know that legally the Oklahoma City Thunder have to get it back. But man, why wouldn't you? Yeah. That's what I want. That I want a full, like, the same thing that happened with the Browns. When the Browns went back to Cleveland, they got their whole history and, like, yeah. That I was want a to new see team. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp's numbers retired. Right. Yeah. I want to be a part of all that. What would the Las Vegas team be called, I wonder? Because they got the Raiders now, they got the Golden Knights. What would a Las Vegas NBA team be? I don't know. I was just in that airport for the first time. It's actually the first time I've set foot in Las Vegas, although I didn't actually go to the city. It's just a stopover in the, in the airport. But you can smoke in that airport. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had not seen that in forever. Not in like the main areas, but they have separate areas where you can gamble and smoke. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Ah, Las Vegas. What would they call their basketball team? There's a Las Vegas Locomotives AAA team, I think, so they can't be the Locomotives. No. Maybe the Dams, after the Hoover Dam. Yeah, Las Vegas Dams. That's it. I like it. Okay. Does not roll off the tongue. No. But it would be a great logo. Just a big yeah. dam. <laughs> Just a big dam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but we're talking about the NBA. Not just the teams that hopefully will exist shortly, but the teams that exist now. Uh, our top five is going to be about the best five players in the NBA. And I, I think what spurned this was ESPN released their list of top 100 players. They just finished with their top five. And if folks weren't super plugged into that, their top five players were number one was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number two 
was Nikola Jokic. Number three was um, Luka Doncic. Four was, I think, Joel Embiid. And then five, if I'm remembering correctly, was Steph Curry. So mm. outside of the top five were LeBron James and Kevin Durant and other players of note, but they, those two were not in the top five. So I said, you know what? We got to do our own top five list, see where we actually think are the top five players and who they actually are. Mm-hmm. So that's our top five, but we're, we're going to talk about all the other award winners, who we expect to win, what, how we think the Bulls are going to do. But before we do any of that, this is the Whiskey Sessions podcast. So, B-Pimp, what do you got to try for this episode? I have a bottle um, with a special backstory. This is the nice big bottle that Lisa got me from Ireland Ooh. of Glendalock Irish Whiskey, which is finished in the same Mizunara Oak cast that you just had your last whiskey in. Interesting. And this... Yeah. And this was a, she went to, uh, she was in Dublin and went to a liquor store and it was asking apparently pretty good questions because the owner, she said, you know, my husband does a whiskey podcast and he want, I want to get him something that he couldn't get and was asking for like something good. And he let her go behind the counter into their back room with all the whiskeys and picked this one out specifically and said, this is the one to try. So I love that Mizunara Ocast are making an appearance two episodes in a row. Yeah, it's the Mizunara series. Yeah. Um, but this is a 46% alcohol by volume, uh, single malt Irish whiskey. And obviously with it being finished in the Japanese oak casks, Mizunara finished, we're going to see what that does to the taste. I have had Glendalock, um, another one of their products on a prior episode. It was not as fancy as you can see. I took the top off of the box and we've got a red inner box with some Japanese characters. And then the bottle itself is wrapped and sealed. Wow. They are keeping that safe. Yeah. So I'm doing all this on the episode for the listeners here. Um, just opening the tissue paper. I like the idea that there would be tissue paper and then, you know, maybe some wrapping paper and then some bubble wrap and you'll bring it out and it's just going to be like an air. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be great. Wow, it's even fancier too. Like when you get it out of the whole bottle, it's got like this red cord Ooh, around it. Very nice. Um, and inside, once you open it, it says it's matured in American oak bourbon cask and then finished in the Japanese Mizunara casks, and it's aged seven years. Wow, it seems like a lot went into this. That is a lot. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a little bit more of a buildup than we're used to just because I know Lisa's put a lot of thought into this. So I'm opening everything on the episode. I'll say this. I mean, as you are opening it, if it is a boot whiskey, do you have the nerve to give it the boot? I do. Okay. And Lisa would expect nothing less. I don't think I will, though, but I would if I needed to. This is also my new Pollyanna drinking glass. Ooh, I like it. So oh, there's a lot of... logo. Yeah, I love their logo. I'm actually wearing a Pollyanna shirt also. It's embarrassing, but that's happening, too. So I'm pouring a nice little belt here uh, uh, straight, no ice, to see what we have 
so my expectations going in the color is not too light it's a little bit kind of darker than i thought it might be probably because it started as an american bourbon um my expectation is that it's going to be sweet like an american bourbon but have some of that like grassy character that a scotch might have because of the japanese barrels so we'll see how accurate that is and i'm hoping it's a a smooth finish yeah so it smells very um enticing it's got it does have that same mix i was just describing where it's it is like a bourbon and a scotch mix in the smell so you're thinking about that first sip looking at the glass yeah that's um there's a lot going on with that taste the first sip it is very it is like a very um interesting mix of styles and i think what the way that i would describe it is when you first take the sip it's got the warmth and kind of like a little bit of spiciness and sweetness of a bourbon more sweetness than spiciness and then as it you know as the taste kind of lingers off um then you get the the back end is that the more grassy or earthy tones that a scotch like a good scotch has and i think because of the mix and how it's probably more dominant on the bourbon notes just after the first um sip i'm pretty confident in what i think about this but i do want to take another sip to see if it's the same given that given it the second sip i i love the second sip for me sometimes the second sip like breaks the other way for me so it's so important to get all those sips then i had the same you'll probably notice as i'm drinking this there's absolutely no i mean it is absolutely one of the smoothest drinking whiskeys i've had where there's no hint of impurity or like you know what is that it's just i'm just trying to pay attention to what i'm tasting your focus is is notable it's the um same i talked about it on one of the other for cullen whiskeys i believe um that i liked a lot it's got the same kind of like buttery kind of finish where it just feels like it's so the quality is really good and you can kind of taste all the ingredients in a way and it's just kind of a pleasant thing to drink so i'm going to put this firmly in the first class cabin of the smooth drink wow it, it has that ticket and it's it's not even looking at the rest of the smooth drink probably even has its own dining car it, i think it has a monocle on and it's very snobby wow all right you know usually i say folks at home look out for this whiskey if you can find it but they might struggle to find it. Yeah, this was a this was a real huge um, thank you to my wife Lisa who was there and brought home four different episodes worth of content of us reviewing whiskey with the three yeah. pack little bottles in this one. So that was great on her part, and she had a good good eye because this is delicious. I think we do need to have a shout out to Lisa, a, a little round of applause of yes. too, for yes. providing us really, really good content and great. Absolutely. Four for, for four. Way to go, Lisa. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's delicious. I'm, I'm putting this um, on the bottom shelf of my cabin of my liquor stand, not because it's bad, but because I'm only going to break it out in special occasions. I love it. Um, all right. We have got to talk about the N. BA. Before we jump into our awards, jump into who we think are going to you know, win the NBA Finals, win the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. 
Do you have any hot takes on the Bulls that you want to get out of the way first? How how are they looking to you? They kind of they fizzled out at the end of last season, though I think a lot of it was due to Alonzo Ball missing. But yeah, how do you how do you see them being? Well, it's it, there's an ominous tone to start the season because Lonzo Ball is had another procedure on his knee that's been bothering him. Thankfully, the positive news is it sounds like it's not a structural issue, but more of maybe like they didn't really clean it up as much as they should have, and he had some lingering pain. So he had kind of like you may hear like a scope where they take out any loose bodies or whatever in the knee, and they're hoping that that will get him pain free. So um, it's like a four to six week time frame, which would put him probably, if we're being honest, probably he's going to be back sometime in November at the best. And if that's the case and they can, and they do have depth because they did late add Goran Dragic, who's a capable backup point guard. They've got Ayu Dasunmu, who's an exciting player. Um, they have some options. Kobe White's still around. Like they do have options at, at, at those guard spots, but that he is a key player for them because he of his effectiveness on offense and defense similar to like Caruso and just what they hope Patrick Williams will evolve into where those two-way players where they don't have to worry about switching or it gives them just like a lot of efficiency in the roster I think so when he gets back if he's looking good that will be a big positive but it makes me a little skeptical going into the season yeah I I hope that you know he comes back in November and it's just healthy and good to go for the rest of the season that would be good to see yeah, yeah, Lonzo Ball, I mean, obviously he, he was drafted second and with high expectations, but has really turned into a nice NBA player. Absolutely. Just he, he, he does certain things extremely well that are very valuable. He's an excellent perimeter defender, a good transition player. He, he's a very smart player, and his, his three-point shot has evolved into a strength, not like a weird like quirk that it started as. So, Yeah, that has made him... Just just shooting an above average three point is uh, really, I think, made it. You have to respect him as a defender. Yes, uh, which is a, a pretty big deal. Um, so, yeah, Bulls. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm hoping they're good though. Yeah, I'm, I may be talking about them a little bit this episode. All right. Do you want to start with? The, uh, your predictions for who will win the championship, or do you want to start with the different awards? Let's let's do awards and build up to our our champion. All right, let's start with the most inconsequential awards and work our way up. Who is your most improved player? And we're just picking who we think will win the award, right? One person we think will win. Okay, so most improved player for me this season. Let me see where I have that in my list will be Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, I like it. It, it, That's thematically similar to the one I picked where he did improve a lot last season and could go another level. Uh, So I picked Anthony Simons with that. Oh, I like that kind of thought on the trail. Yeah, I like it. All right. Your sixth man of the year. My sixth man of the year will be. Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets, not just because his name is fucking awesome. That is an awesome pick. I struggled with this one the most. I ended up settling on Pat Connaughton of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Pat Connaughton, I like it. Yeah, he he made a little bit of a leap. I think he's still going to be coming off the bench. Um, although, he potentially couldn't, I suppose. But uh, I think he'll be good for the Bucks. Yeah. All right. How about your rookie of the year? 
my rookie of the year this year will be Paolo Boncaro from the Orlando Magic. Same. I know this is not part of the top five list, so it can't really be a double dip, but essentially it is. Yeah. We know. We know what's up, Paolo. Seattle breeds the best. Yeah, I will say Chet Holmgren getting injured for the season. I feel terrible for the kid, but I had this moment of the fact that he got injured in Seattle of it being this like... That's Jamal Crawford's pro-am thing. (laughs) Yeah. It being this just like final little F you to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Your rookie's going to come here. (laughs) We're going to injure him for the season. It's terrible though because he looks so awesome. Like what he, he can do is good. so strange. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. I kind of wonder what his career arc is. Is it? It's really hard to tell. I I, I think he's going to be really good. Like I I truly do think this was a freak thing, and he's going to come back next year and just pick it up and and be a good player. I hope so for his sake. I hate seeing like early career injuries. Uh, all right. Who's your coach of the year? My coach of the year is Tyron Liu. Is it? Is it Tyron Liu? Yeah, it's either Tyron or Tyrone. Tyron Liu. Tyron Liu from the Los Angeles Clippers. Good pick. I'm picking Mike Malone, the Denver Nuggets. I love Mike Malone's interviews. He's one of the most well-spoken coaches. Yeah, he's great. It was so stupid that the Kings fired him. That was really dumb. Yeah. How about your defensive player of the year? My defensive player of the year is none other than the resurgent returning Kawhi Leonard. Whoa. All right. Good pick. Mine is from Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr. He might miss. I will re if he misses a significant early part of the season that I will rethink this. But if he only misses like the first five or six games, I'll, I'll keep it. Uh, but he was a big part of the reason the Grizzlies, I think, were successful on that end. He's awesome. Yeah. What's his injury? What did he do? Uh, oof. I'm going to have to go to Woj for that one. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, me knowing injury reports is just not going to happen at this point. No, that's fair. Who is your MVP? My MVP? Yes. My MVP is, who did I pick? Nikola Jokic of Lakers, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Wow. All right. I picked uh, Joel Embiid finally breaking through this year. I like that. I like Joel. Um, I'm a little like, tired of his personality, but I like him as a player. <laughs> yeah. I think he's really angry that he keeps not getting MVP, even though, frankly, Nikola Jokic is, has deserved it. Nikola Jokic is a freak. Yeah. Okay. You want to start with the West or the East? Yeah, let's start with the West. All right. Who do you got coming out of the West and who are they beating in the Western Conference Finals? I have the Los Angeles Clippers beating the Denver Nuggets at the Western Conference Conference Finals. Interesting. Okay, I also have the Nuggets losing in the Western Conference Finals, so we have that similarity. But I have the Warriors going in over them. All right. I can see that. I hope I'm not starting to become like a Bay Area homer with this, but I just, why not? In the East, who do you have going then? I never, I don't even know what Homer means. I have the Chicago Bulls over the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, okay. I have the Milwaukee Bucks over the Boston Celtics. Okay. 
And then, dare I ask, who is winning the NBA championship in a battle of the Clippers and the Bulls? Unfortunately, the Clippers are going to beat the Bulls in game seven. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is going to make a, a pull-up jumper to win at the end. Wow. I love that you have the nerve to put the Bulls in the finals and then have them lose. <laughs> yep. I got to be at least a little bit uh, fair. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. I actually have the Warriors repeating over the Bucks. Okay. I can see that. It's going to be too much for the Bucks. Okay. So we've got, I've got the Warriors. Um, you've got uh, the Clippers. <laughs> I think the Clippers will be really good. I pick the Clippers every year. This is the, it's the running. I just love the Clippers. I think they're going to be great. And then something bad happens and they're not. So I'm going to do it every year. This could be the year. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to get into our top five best players in the NBA this year. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's really tricky to go through this list, but I, I feel pretty confident with mine. How are you feeling with your list? I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling confident in who I picked, but I have a hard time with this because I think of, I think about a top five in, in different ways. And I tried to like make those all work. Yeah. But sometimes I think about like the most impressive NBA player, like as far as maybe athleticism or explosiveness. And I think of like Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves just looks like he's moving at a different speed than everybody else. And then I think about skill and I, and I have like Steph Curry and Jokic and other players who just have skills that are off the charts. And so it's hard for me to marry all that together and just pick like what I think is the top five, but I'm hoping I did a pretty good job at it. All right. Well, let's get into it then. These are our top five NBA players. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pam, who is number five? My number five is a person who I just talked about quite a bit on the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, because I think he's going to come back with a vengeance and his combination of devastating mid-range skills and leadership, athleticism, defensive prowess. He has like a complete package. And I think with the way that sports science has dealt with like ACL injuries and the long time he's taken to come back, tell me that he's going to be, you know, full strength Kawhi back at what he does best. I could like when Kawhi is full strength and I, you know, I almost forgot about him because he's been you know, injured, but he is so good. Yeah. He just dominate. He can dominate a whole game. Yep. No, I think that's a great pick. Uh, my number five is Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks. Just the way, man, game seven of last year in the Western Conference semifinals between them and the Phoenix Suns was one of the, I don't want to say most surprising, but just like most devastating wins of all time. And him having just that killer instinct, just that whole team too, but like that, that was an incredible, embarrassing defeat of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he's not. He was my first honorable mention. He's one of my favorite players, but narrowly missed my list. All right, who is your number four? My number four is Joel Embiid. Ooh, great pick. He just missed my list, even though I picked him as MVP. Oddly enough, I think he um, he does things multiple times a season that I am shocked by somebody his size doing, and he continues to do it. And I have no reason to believe that he won't do it every year until he's retired, basically. Like, it doesn't seem like a 
what is he like seven foot two or something and he does it like seems like it cross. I don't know what he's actually measured at but he looks huge on the court he, yeah he does these like just such agile like guard like moves on offense it's it's crazy it's funny because I remember him being in college at the same time as Andrew Wiggins. And for a little bit, like especially going into college, like him and Andrew Wiggins both went to Kansas for a year. Mm-hmm. And I remember Andrew Wiggins was like really hyped up for a little bit. Yeah. He still ended up being the number one pick. But a lot of people were already saying in that year of college at Kansas, like Andrew Wiggins isn't even the best person on this team. Yeah. And that turned out to be incredibly right. Yeah, Embiid is a is a monster. Yeah, it really is. All right, my number four is Nikola Jokic, two time MVP winner, so skilled, great passer, great finisher. Love watching him play. Uh, can't really single handedly take the team over the hump, but I'm really interested to see how the Denver Nuggets are this year, a little healthier. He also has underrated, like weird temper tantrum games where he'll just like slap somebody and get ejected and it's like whoa dude <laughs> yeah he had that really hard push against one of the Marcus, uh one of the Morris twins yeah like, he like ran up push. and got a yeah full <laughs> yeah. out of steam yeah that was yeah uh, I don't know and he was out for a while then uh, was it Marcus or Marquis I can't remember now I think it was Marquis yeah like that was pretty shitty yeah uh, alright <laughs> Uh, who's your number three? My number three is Yant- Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I also spelled his name, last name correctly every time and didn't get a spell check on it in this Word document every time I put it in there. I'm very uh, proud of that and I'm I bragging did, about it. I got a spell check, but the spell check was such that it did not recommend a replacement. Mm. And I don't know if it's because I missed by that much or because they just wouldn't have recommended a replacement for this. But Here's how I spell it. You just tell me how off I am. Okay. A N T E N T. Nope. You're already you're already wrong. How do you spell it? A N T E K O N O U N M P O. Wait, I'm sorry. A N T E K. No, A N T E T O. Wait. A-N-T-E-T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. I think that's what I said. Maybe I flip-flopped a K and T in there at some point. Oh, okay, yeah. I missed by a few letters. Whoops. It's a Takumpo. It's so fun to say. It's a great name. But he's just, I mean, he's obviously like... It's so weird to think about when he came in, remember, and it was just like, wow, what could this guy be? And then like what he's evolved into is just... I don't know. It's probably like the best possible outcome that anybody thought of. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. I still remember him speaking of like, you know, going off in Nikola Jokic and, and pushing people, although he pushed somebody from the front, I guess isn't that as bad. But do you remember when he like ran through Mike Dunleavy like early in, mm. in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and the Bulls were pretty good that year and he was still really young. But uh, yeah, man, he just turned into an awesome player. The Bulls also signed his younger brother, and there's a conspiracy that he wants to play for the Bulls because he talked about how like everybody should want to play for the Bulls, and it was so strange on like out of nowhere. They're like, "Is Giannis the one free agent who might be interested in the Bulls?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I 
I wonder if he was just being nice. I don't know. It probably, yeah, that's probably what it was, honestly. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number three is even though ESPN didn't have him in their top five, I gotta put him in mine in part because I'm the same age as this player. Actually, he's about a year or he's about a month or two older than me, and so I just feel linked to LeBron James. Mm. And I I won't tell anybody or I won't let anybody tell me that he's out of the top five yet, not until he retires. So LeBron James for me is number three. Okay. Well, I didn't even have him as an honorable mention, so I'm, Ouch. I'm against you, I guess. Wow, how the king has fallen. Yeah. He would be in my top ten, probably, but there's not top seven, I guess, because I had two honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Who is your number three? My number three is... Oh, I just did my number three, so I'm oh, on two, which Ooh, is... Your number two. The Bay Area's own Steph Curry. Awesome. Good pick. He's just, I mean, his, he's such a good, he's so good at the things he's good at that, I mean, you wouldn't be able to say like, I don't know, what is Steph Curry, like 6'3", like 195, maybe. Like, yeah. He's just, he's not like an, impo- he's not like a Joel Embiid or like most of my list where it's like physically intimidating people. He's so skilled at what he does and he can take over a game with his shooting. Like it makes the whole defense have to rethink what it does. It just is, it's an essential thing to have. And that's why the Warriors, that's one of the main reasons the Warriors are so dangerous is just his gravity. His gravity. And I just don't think there's another player that any other team's game plan against more. Right. Exactly Uh, right. So I'll have more to say about him later. I guess we're not going to have a double dip, which almost surprises me. Mm -hmm. But my number two, we had gone in the other order. We would have. We'd actually have two of them in a row. Oh, well, uh, is Giannis on it? Oh, okay. So I, yeah, Giannis is just awesome. He probably could have won another MVP in there. Uh, although Jokic has been very deserving, but the way that he can seemingly take two strides from the three point line and somehow dunk it on somebody's head is incredible. Yeah. It's, the it's... only reason I like, can't have him number one is just because. He's so good and athletic and long, but watching him like initiate an offense from the top is just something just doesn't look quite right. Yeah, I agree with that. My only aesthetic complaint with watching Giannis. Yeah. All right, your number one. My number one is my favorite player to watch. I think he's maybe one of the smartest players. He's one of the weirdest players to exist in the league. It's Nikola Jokic. Right, number one. He, he can do so good. Yeah. I mean, he just can't like, uh, he's so strange at like he, the combination. Here's what he's great at. He's huge. He's a center. He initiates the offense. He runs the fast break. He's a good rebounder. He's a good defender. He's smart at rotating. He can shoot outside. He has multiple low post options. He's got like a death touch and can pass. I mean, he's not the perfect player, but it's amazing the stuff that he can do. The only negatives probably would be like, he can't control his temper. Sometimes, sometimes he takes dumb fouls. And sometimes if, if his shot isn't working, they can stagnate because he may hold the ball too long. So like, there's some, you know, obviously drawbacks, like you said, he can't just be the only person on that team to carry them, but he's just crazy. The combination of things he can do. Yeah. He's really, really good. No, that's a great number one. And I honestly, I can't argue with that. Even though he was my number four, um, there was something I just like really like watching about him play too. Yeah. 
it's relatable because in part he's just not very athletic right yeah exactly he doesn't dominate with athleticism it's like his brain and his understanding of how the angles of basketball work yeah. uh my number one is steph curry the Warriors of the championships, I, I mentioned earlier that I just don't think any other team has the game plan, plan around another type of player more than the team plan around Steph. He opens the floor up for all of the other players. Yep. I think makes all the other Warriors seem better than they are. And he's still just doing it. And I yeah. think he really got an opportunity to prove himself this year. He's also, I have to bring it up every time, but he's a absolutely unbelievable golfer. And it just makes me so upset. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, no, he's a great player. I'm yeah. glad the Warriors won this year. And it was cool to go to the championship parade and see him there. Uh, but yeah, he's got to be my number one. There you go. All right. Who are your honorable mentions? Mine were um, basically uh, Luca and Kevin Durant. I just feel like. Uh, Kevin Durant probably would be in this list if he wasn't coming off of like such a weird season and so much like residual drama in Brooklyn that it just makes me hesitate, but he's still such a unique scoring option and can take over a game in so many ways that I felt like he's got to be there. There's other players I would have considered, but they all, it was people like John Morant where I'm just like, I don't know, like, his impact on the defensive end and there's things I love about how he plays, but I just, I don't know if I could put him in the, in the top five or whatever honorable mention. So. Yeah. Now mine were Kevin Durant and then Joel Embiid and Kawhi Leonard. Nice. So yeah, it's, uh, it is, I think going to be a really interesting NBA season. I want to put it. I want to put a little cap on it. If you don't mind with like what we think about this after we talked about our list with the bulls. Mm-hmm. Because you'll notice, like, I didn't have any bulls anywhere on this on any of these individual awards, and I think that that's that's where the drawback could come in. But I do have faith that they just signed Zach Levine to a supermax extension. I think he is legitimately that good at offense that it's worth it. I think Demar has some, something left in the tank, and I think they have like a little bit of roster flexibility that might be underrated because like Vucevic's contract will be valuable. So if he isn't playing super well, they could probably still pivot and like pick up somebody in the middle of the season that will help them. I actually think um, they should do that. Even if they're yeah. okay. Right. So I think that there is some like upside, which is why I totally ag- agree that it's like a Homer nonsense pick to pull them into the finals. But I think there's a path that isn't insane that could see that happen possibly. Like every other team playing crashes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, it's going to be a real downer of that NBA playoffs if that happens. Yeah. No, but it should be a great season. I can't wait. Yeah. So it starts soon. You've got our, predict- our predictions, folks at home. If you have predictions of your own, top five players or other awards or who you think is going to win the championship, go ahead and hit us up. Our Twitter is at Whiskey Sessions. Our email is whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. You can reach us there, and we will read your email on a future episode. But we've got to read your emails for this episode. So let's get to them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right, it looks like we only actually have one email in the email inbox, and it's a quick one. It says, Dear Sirs, here's an opinion to be embarrassed by. Any whiskey is good whiskey. Wally 
the whiskey detaster from Allentown, Pennsylvania. I heard a similar thing from, go ahead. I want to hear your immediate reaction. I just don't know why people like this right then, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, why is he listening? If he, if he thinks they're all good, he shouldn't even care what we think about any of them. Yeah. Come on. It's like people who watch Fox news out of spite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that's, do other things. that takes dedication, but I don't think I have it in me. Um, the, I did hear when we went, Lisa and I, a number of years ago, went to the Jack Daniels distillery and, and the person there who led the tour said the best whiskey is what's in your glass. And that's kind of along those same lines. And I'm like, I like the folksiness of what you're saying, but I mean, you run a whiskey distillery, so you should be saying like, we want to do it the best, right? Like yeah. the best whiskey we is Jack Daniels. Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. that if we, we should start a distillery and that should be our slogan. It's like, we make a whiskey. I think we're almost there because we always say like, I have a whiskey when we're about to review one. We have like yeah. that. We have that catchphrase in the hopper. What, what do we need to do to start a distillery? Hire a distiller, um, get a bunch of money, uh-huh. <laughs> find space and pay for the real estate, mm. uh, buy some products and get a bunch of insurance probably. Okay. So we're just about there. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Do 144 episodes of a podcast about the topic. <laughs> yes. Well, we did that. Yeah, we did that. So we're part of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Any words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with? Become? Uh, if you're a distiller, um, email us. Do it. We're going to get our own whiskey, our whiskey sessions whiskey. I'm really excited for it. It's not going to be a scotch. Whis- I'll tell you that much. Whiskey sessions, colon. We have a whiskey. (laughs) Um, All right. Until next time, uh, enjoy the NBA season. I hope, I hope they announce the Sonics are going to be a team again. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to get my hopes up, but my hopes are up. It's too late. Do we do an emergency episode if that happens? I think we have to. I think we have to. Uh, So we'll, we'll, if it happened, there's going to be another emergency episode. We'll have talked about it, of course. But and until, we'll, oh, go ahead. we'll re-release Oklahoma's like our OKC song from. Oh, I can't two. wait to re-release that. Yeah, great track too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, folks, I don't, don't know what we're talking about. Get that second Whiskey Sessions EP and, and listen to OKC. Yeah, great song. All right, until next time. This is Andy Metz saying peace out. And beep him saying, see you later. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her.